Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Dr. Nicole Byers. Nicole is a neuropsychologist and a coach, a PhD in clinical psychology with a specialty in neuropsychology. Nicole uses neuroscience-based strategies to help her clients boost their efficiency at work so they can feel more productive, not just busy. She has helped hundreds of busy professionals and leaders develop new mental habits. Nicole has always been fascinated by what motivates our decisions and actions, which drove her to pursue her career in psychology. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Nicole Byers. Well, thank you for having me. Well, first off, Nicole, why do you do what you do? Yeah, great question. Actually, when I, like you said, my background's in neuroscience and psychology, but when I got my very first job on a hospital neuroscience team, I noticed that about half of my patients who were coming in were complaining about troubles with their memory and concentration, but nothing was wrong with their brains, which was interesting. And when I dove deeper, I found a pattern where a lot of these folks were very high achievers, very hard workers, setting really high goals for themselves. And these memory errors were really an early sign of burnout. And so that got me more interested in why do we take on too much? Why do we get into some of these bad habits that really don't work the way our brains are designed to work? And how is us leaving us all feeling stretched thin and exhausted? And what can we do about it? Well, talk a little bit about that. You mentioned that you have some strategies for helping us use our brains more effectively. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, unfortunately, for a number of reasons, most of us have gotten into some bad productivity habits when it comes to our brain. A lot of that is because of the messages that we get from the world around us and our modern work environment. Things like we need to be able to multitask all the time. But when it comes to our brains, our brains can't actually multitask. What we do is we divide our attention really quickly back and forth from one task to another. So if I am sitting in a meeting and I'm trying to answer emails at the same time, my brain has to use a lot of energy, a lot of resources to pay attention to that meeting and then focus back again on my emails and then focus back on the meeting, which like I said, drains a lot of resources and makes us more prone to mistakes. So a really great habit to get into is to stop trying to multitask. Really put away that email when you're trying to focus on a meeting, focus on one task at a time, and we'll be much more efficient if we do that. There really is, as you mentioned, no way to to multitask. And I think one of the things that I think people are are challenged with is they get the message from the culture that they can. (laughs) And and that's really, really a a challenge. The language is is incorrect. I mean, computers can multitask because they have more than one processor, but we only have one brain. That's exactly right. And, you know, how many times do we see even a job posting that says something like must be an excellent multitasker, right? Just as Mm -hmm. you said, it's built into this culture that we should be able to do this. And then to make things even worse for our brain, we can't multitask effectively. We get really mad and really hard on ourselves, which just drains more of those resources and makes us feel like we're failing or not managing effectively in some way. But really, we're just trying to force our brain to do something it's not designed to do. Do you find that some of the the, the tools that are available now, like, is, do you suggest shutting off your email or, or or just maybe putting it in the background? What are some of the strategies that you found most helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Our brain is amazing. It can do amazing things. But we live in a very distracting world that just as you said, forces our brain to multitask in so many ways, or at least try and multitask, right? So a great strategy, like you said, is to turn off those email alerts. 
you know, turn off that bang, close that email tab until you're at a time of the day when you actually want to focus on emails. Turn off those alerts on your phone, you know, even turn your phone over so you can't see the screen distracting you. We have a lot of technology that is amazing and is really designed to help us function more effectively, but it's so many distractions that force our brain to try and multitask. And I guess this has become a little bit more prevalent with so many people working from home uh, during uh, COVID and that, that now we have even more tasks coming at us because we, if we are working out of our home office environment, we've got you know other distractions that are happening. So it's probably become more prevalent. Would you say that that's the case? Yeah, I think so. I, I must say I am impressed with how well we've been able to adapt to working from home. I think folks are starting to get into the flow now, which is good, but it was certainly difficult early on when our brains were having to learn a new mode of working. Our brains are contextual learners. What that means is that we learn best if we're in the same environment all the time. For example, there have been studies that when you study for an exam in the same room that you write the test in, you do better on that exam versus studying somewhere else. So our brains are used to going in to work pre-pandemic, used to getting to the desk, used to ignoring all those distractions. And now they're working in a totally new environment, working from home. Maybe your desk is also your kitchen counter, or you have kids in the background, or your spouse, or all these other things that can be distracting. So setting up an environment that's as distraction-free as possible at home, setting up a consistent workspace as well. So you're always working in the same place, whether that's at your desk or in a corner of a room or at a table, really trains our brains to be more efficient in that way. One of the things that I became clued in on is it's not so much work-life balance. It's almost impossible to balance those things, but it's really more work-life integration. What are your thoughts on that concept? Yeah, I like that. I call it work-life harmony, which is just another way to say the Mm -hmm. same thing. It's that our... Our brains, language is very important for our brains. The words that we use actually matter a lot to how our brain understands what the expectations are we putting on ourselves. And when we aim for this goal of work-life balance, what that says to our brain is that everything needs to be perfectly equal all the time, which like you said, is just not possible. There are going to be times when work is a greater priority. There are going to be times when home life is more priority. Maybe you have a kid that's home sick from school or you're homesick and that needs to be greater priority. And when we're striving for balance, our brains are left in the space feeling like we're never measuring up. We're never doing it properly. But instead, if our goal is work-life integration or work-life harmony, where we're creating this space, this environment where all these pieces of who we are as a person can really work together, it allows much more flexibility and gives our brains more sense of control, which our brains love to be in control. They do not like when life feels out of control and striving for balance really takes that control away from your brain. And uh, Nicole, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests and that is who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? One of my personal heroes is actually the psychologist that got me first interested in psychology in the first place. She's Canadian psychologist. Her name is Dr. Margaret Crosley. She's retired now, but I took her class as an elective many, many, many years ago, and she had this fabulous strength in making the brain really interesting. And she really piqued my interest in understanding how our brains work. She was one of the first female professors in our department many, many years ago, and really a role model for me for just like we've been talking about how to achieve your career goals without feeling like you're having to give up everything else outside of your life. Wonderful woman. And lastly, Nicole, how can somebody contact you? Best place is my website, drnicolebyers.com. Lots of resources on there on strategies to improve your efficiency, work with how your brain is designed to work and reduce some of that time stress we're putting on ourselves. 
And you have offered a free resource, a daily productivity checklist, which we will put in the show notes. Dr. Nicole Byers, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for having me. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. 